Okay, it's time for another episode of Dumb Stupid Talking with me, your host, Lucas Shea, and my sister and co-host, Devin Shea. And guess what? What? Our guest, Tucker Carlson. You know Tucker Carlson, right? I do. Yes, he was going to come on and discuss the topic, how to suck Russian... Wait a minute, I wrote that down wrong. (laughs) Uh, Tucker Carlson was going to come on and discuss his recent interview with Putin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess he canceled or maybe he hasn't returned my phone calls. I don't know which. Anyway. <laughs> okay. He's not here, <laughs> but I do have a little mini rant about him because I, I see it was a big thing about him going over there to interview Putin. Right. And then of course, all of the friggin' fanboys are online going, can you believe he had the balls to go over there? No other media person had the balls to go over uh-huh. there. Okay. Putin has been interviewed by us before. Yeah. 60 Minutes has gone over there. I interviewed him a couple of times, I think. I know I saw an interview on 60 Minutes with Putin back when Obama was president. Yeah. So it's not like it was a world-class, like, exclusive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. No one's been rushing over there to interview him now because he's at war with Ukraine. So, right. You know, what yeah. is there to really talk to him about? Yeah, he's exactly. hated by a lot of people. Although for some reason, a lot of people seem to love him. I don't know why. I, I guess I they don't. just like the fact that they like he's dictators. Just, they like they dictators. like yeah. Some yeah. people just like dictators. They like yeah. people who are just going to kill their opponents. Yep. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna oppose him in an election. You're gonna yep. die. Yeah. You're gonna you're criticize gonna him. You're gonna you're gonna go That's to prison. Right. You're gonna die. That's right. right. Protest. What is that to die. admire? I don't understand that. Do they would they really want that over here in this country? Uh, it seems like they might. Who would want to live like that? Isn't that the whole? Isn't that everything we fought against? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but some people tend to feel that we need more of a government state where they take control of everything and you know tell us what we can and cannot do with our borders with our bodies with our religion with our sexuality um they seem to think like okay i'm the right one so you know everyone else is wrong and they shouldn't be allowed to do that that's the same people people who argue that socialism is the same thing as communism Mm -hmm. then you must like communism if you like Putin because he's been trying to get the Soviet Union back ever yeah. since he started, really. Yeah. So, I think they're not thinking that far ahead. Uh, I think they're they're not really, in, in my opinion, they're not really seeing the long-range consequences. They're just seeing the here and now, right. you know. Right. Um, it's it's not like we haven't done it before. No one right. cared that, about what Hitler was doing until we got attacked. And then all of a sudden it was like, what? He's doing what over there? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we better get over there and stop him. That's true. Um, we were like, hey, wait a minute. You're you're bombing our stuff now? You're sinking our submarines and stuff? No. You know. I say we like I was around, but I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. But anyway. Um, anyway. I, but my, my point was about Carlson is that. So they're going, oh, yeah, he's brave. He went over there. And then. People would go, well, Putin said this, and Carlson mm-hmm. didn't question yeah. him on it. They, he he said a few things that weren't true, and Carlson didn't push back. Right. Oh, yeah, what was he supposed to do? He, Putin could have him killed. That's true. <laughs> okay. So like, on here's the one a cup hand, of tea. Have a cup of tea right now on TV. 
On the one hand, he's this brave, ballsy journalist. On the other hand, you know, the guy was in fear for his life the whole time he was over there. Of course. Which is it? Is he brave or was he in fear for his life? Yeah, that's (laughs) true. So it's like they, they make. They make opposing arguments and they don't understand that they're like arguing against them. So they're contradicting themselves. That's what I'm trying to say. Did you see but, the um, the interview with Putin what? after he had the interview with Tucker Carlson? No, Putin, was he rolling his eyes? No, Putin <laughs> was talking to one of his, I don't know, TV network people. I don't, I don't yeah. know what stations they have over there. And he said he was expecting more, um, more from Tucker Carlson. He thought Tucker was going to ask him the hard hitting questions, but right. he felt that the whole interview was just very, uh, he didn't say it this way, but he asked kissing. Um, he right. felt like Tucker was kissing up to him and didn't ask him any hard, hard hitting questions. So he kind of laughed about him. Yeah, well, he he didn't. I mean, I didn't watch the interview, but I've read comments online about how it went. And yeah. um, I mean, I I really have better things to do than watch anything that Tucker Carlson puts on yeah, TV. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. But um, people acting like he was in fear for his life. You know, he didn't go over there by himself. He wasn't wearing a GoPro and <laughs> and you know, went over there. Like he had a crew of people with him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, he would just. Okay, I'm going to interview Putin. See you guys in a week, and then he just disappears. Yeah, he, but they could have all they could have all been arrested if if he pissed Putin off. Well, I guess not, since you know Putin's trying to look like he's a nice guy right now. So maybe he wouldn't well, have done anything. I don't know that he cares about looking like that, but I think that like he wouldn't be stupid enough to just go, okay, well you're all under arrest because then. <laughs> yeah, he, true. He he does like good PR. I mean, just oh, like yeah. any person in office, right? Sure. Yeah. So, but anyway, I didn't mean to go spend anyway. so much time on this topic. Okay. I just, I just okay. thought it was funny how the, how the people were arguing like back and forth online about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, many reviews, mm-hmm. not much going on. Started mm-hmm. watching Beef with the GF. Mm-hmm. Um, Beef is a show on Netflix mm-hmm. starring Steven Yoon and Ali Wong. Mm-hmm. We're about halfway through it. I'm really digging it. It's okay. um, just have no idea what's going to happen next. It's one of yeah. those shows where you just don't know. Like you yeah. kind of think you know how it's going to go and then it doesn't go that way. So yeah. uh, just real briefly, it's about two people not connected to each other. They get into a road rage incident mm-hmm. and then they continue to sort of antagonize each other from uh-huh. that point on. Uh-huh. And they are both two like completely different people, but they have a lot of similarities in that yeah. he's this poor sort of struggling contractor guy who's mm-hmm. trying to build a business and he's his family's had some hardship his parents lost their business he's trying to like build him a home mm-hmm. and um you know he's like he's a handyman kind of guy who like lives in like one of those you know weekly motel rooms yeah and and he's really unhappy in his life he's even a little bit suicidal in the beginning mm-hmm. she is a very successful business owner who um has a stay-at-home husband, and she's mm-hmm. trying to sell her business for millions of dollars so she could stay at home. Mm-hmm. They're both very unhappy in their lives. Yeah, they're both they both have a lot of issues, mm-hmm. and but the one thing they find joy in is poking <laughs> at each other. Yeah, it's kind of like they found this outlet for their uh, depression, aggression, yeah. for their anger, bitterness, yeah. rage at each other. But there's also mm-hmm. a whole lot more going on. There's a whole bunch of subplots and, right. and different characters interplay. And 
Yeah. Uh, we're really digging it. So okay. I haven't got to the end yet. It might all turn to shit by the end. Hopefully uh-huh. not. Uh-huh. I guess it didn't because it, I guess, I think it won a bunch of Emmys. Oh, so, okay. Um, well, I, I did start watching it based on your your um, advice. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten through very much of it. I don't have a lot of time, to, extra time to to watch yeah. what I want to. But um, it did look really interesting. I saw the first first one. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, good, good. Well, yeah. stick with it. I think you'll like it. Like I said, okay. I'm only about halfway through. All right, cool. Um, not much of a review. Uh, the only other thing I want to say about something completely different is that I don't know what it is, but I, I, lately I'm reading books about um, what is it with writers who make their supporting characters more interesting than the lead characters? Huh. I don't know. Maybe I don't they know just why. I don't want to mention them. names because these are, um, you know, these are just. These are no-name writers. If I if I mention them, it's not like I'm going to say Stephen King or uh-huh. John Grisham or whatever. Uh-huh. And I I would have no problem naming them because uh-huh. as much money as they have, they can take the criticism. Yeah. So I don't really want to criticize writers that are not household names because you know they're struggling. They're they're trying to yeah. they're doing what they can do. But uh-huh. I don't understand why you create a lead character who is as boring <laughs> as <laughs> as watching paint dry. And then they always have a sidekick kind of character who is really interesting, right? Like yeah. a lead character of a detective series. And I think this all goes back to Robert Parker's Spencer series. Mm-hmm. You had the lead character. He's very, uh, he's got strong moral convictions. He's very sort of lily white kind. And I don't mean that little in a literal sense. I mean, he's just like mm-hmm. very, very like good, you know, mm-hmm. uh, lawful good, as they say in the Dungeons and Dragons world. Mm-hmm. And then they have a friend who is the one that they go to for information on the criminal underworld or, mm-hmm. uh, hey, I need a bunch of guys to help out with this and they need weapons with them. You know, and they, mm-hmm. they always know somebody to go to. Right. They always mm-hmm. have this friend who's got their hand in everything. Like mm-hmm. the, the guy is like big and he's maybe he's like, a, you don't know, extra he's ex, ex special forces. Uh-huh. Uh, but he knows where to get guns. He knows mm-hmm. where to get information. He knows, yeah. <laughs> he knows everything that's going on. And I'm always thinking, why don't you write the story about that guy? <laughs> yeah. I'm more interested in that guy than in this Boy Scout you're trying yeah. to push on me as a lead character of a series. That's right. Yeah. Huh. Right. And it, yeah. you see this in movies, too. Like, Oh, yeah. And they'll make the villain more interesting than the hero. And you're like, well, I wish they had made the movie about the villain. Right? Yeah, that's true. Like, I remember... Remember we went to see that movie with uh, Johnny Depp, The Tourist? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. The villain in that... Okay, so the, the main story of that was this this bad guy had an accountant that basically stole money from him and took off and then mm-hmm. went into hiding. Mm-hmm. And he's looking for this person. Mm-hmm. And then they find Johnny Depp, and they believe Johnny Depp is the person. They think he's had plastic surgery, right? And they think he's the guy. Yeah. And Johnny Depp seems to be just the sort of guy on vacation. Yeah. And and anyway, uh, I think Angelina Jolie was in it. It's not a very memorable movie. That's why I'm yeah. struggling to remember. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the whole plot either. It was it wasn't very good. I think even Johnny Depp 
sort of made fun of the movie afterwards. I think <laughs> I saw Ricky Gervais asking him if he saw the movie, and Johnny Depp was like, no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's a scene in the movie where one of the bad guys, henchmen, is like, listen, this guy stole what, 20 million from you. You've got a lot more money than that. Mm-hmm. Interpol's on us, uh, FBI, all these other agencies. We should just leave this guy alone. Just let this guy go. Right. And the main guy basically gives a speech where he talks about how he's like, you know, when I was starting out, mm-hmm. I had to eat a lot of shit. I had to do a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I had to, uh, I had to, you know, really work very hard to get where I am. And you think right. I'm going to let this little pissant turn <laughs> off with my money? Right. No. And he gives like this whole speech about how like he basically struggled to be where he is. And I'm yeah. thinking. I wanted to see a movie about that guy. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. see how this guy became who he is. Yeah. And the hell with that other bullshit story. Right. That really, I don't know, didn't make yeah. much sense and didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah. So I know sometimes they do make that secondary character like a lot more interesting. And you're like, uh, I want to know more about them, you know, and they're, they just move on, well, you know. I think they start off as sort of a means to an end. It's like, okay, uh, this yeah. guy needs a bazooka. So, yeah. oh, well, Joe knows where to get a bazooka. Let's go yeah. talk to Joe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, Joe knows how to do a wiretap on a phone. Let's go talk yeah. to Joe. Yeah. Okay. We'll make the story about Joe. Yeah. Yeah. What's Joe's story? That's right. All right. How did Joe get all that information? How did Joe find out how to do all that shit? How did he get right? in that business? Right. Yeah. Kind of like, um, oh, Oh, okay, I'm losing my mind. Uh, Saul, what about Saul? Yeah, yeah. Better call Saul. Yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, it started off in Breaking Bad, and you're like, okay, who's this lawyer guy? And he's interesting. Right. And what's he doing? Yes. And and then they had Mike, and you're like, okay, he's interesting too. Like, what's his <laughs> right. story? Right. And so pretty soon you're like, you know, okay, the the main story, yeah, great, but these side characters, I want to know more about them. And they right. had those spinoffs, which I thought were great. Yeah. And then you find out how they got to the position where they were. Yeah, that right. was a great idea to to do a, a, a spinoff series and sort of a prequel to that. Yeah. And make it yeah, good. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I yeah. thought so too. Yeah. yeah. But no, I agree. I agree. Um, but But the thing is, you can't do that where the villain is so much better that the main story, you're like, why did I waste my time? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing a prequel series with uh, Gus. <laughs> Gus. <laughs> Gus from uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Gus Frank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think he's he's aged a little too much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Can't I, don't do think, the I don't know if he, I think too much CGI going on and trying to yeah. do a, a series with him starting out. But I think you kind of know how he started out. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, OK, so okay. that was my sort of mini review, mini rants. Um, OK. I do have another rant, but we'll save that. Do you have any reviews? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, so um been watching this series called Signs of a Psychopath. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Are you watching it for a reason? Um, You know, it's just kind of funny to me that, um, okay, not in funny as in ha-ha, but it's, okay, so my mother used to work in a bank, 
And right. and she she told me one time that the way they train the tellers is not have them go through a bunch of um, you know fake money uh, counterfeit. They they don't yeah. show them oh this is counterfeit this is counterfeit this feel this feel this. What they do is they have them handle real money, and so when fake money comes through, they know right away. So it's kind of like that. I've met the real sociopaths, psychopaths in my life. So uh-huh. I can spot them right away, you know. Um, and and people. And these are real stories, signs of a psychopath. It's a real story about someone who was a psychopath and committed murder or, yeah, pretty much murder, I think this one is. And, um, you know, how they, the police try to talk to them and find out, well, why did you do this? Well, did they make you mad? Did they, did you have an argument? Um, you know, what made you do this? And and what they don't seem to understand is, I guess they're, you know, they have psychiatrists go on and talk about the people and what their motivation is and how they, you know, decided to do this and yeah. why, why there are psychopaths. But um, what's interesting to me is police don't seem to understand how to interview those people because they're always thinking there must be a reason. There must be a reason you did this. And sometimes there is no reason. I mean, there is no reason i i knew one person young still but a sociopath probably turning into a psychopath at some point that um would go in and shoplift say and um needed the the excitement you know of stealing needed the excitement of not following rules you know needed that excitement and got caught um and and they you know got arrested got a bond, and then um, was told, okay, you are banned from this store. You cannot go to this store again. Um, And, you know, here's here's the consequences. You have to pay the bond. You have to pay them back, blah, blah, blah. And it was stupid. It was like, I think, an ice cream they stole. And, you know, when the the cops asked them why, they said, I was hungry. And so it gives people the impression, oh, the, you know, this poor young person is probably living on the streets. No, he was like two blocks from home. He could have come home and had an ice cream. But the fact is he just wanted to because at that moment he wanted something that somebody else had. So he took it. But um, the main story is the next freaking day he was at that store. Now, they told him, stay away from the store. If you're caught here, it's trespassing. The next day, he's at the store. And so, of course, they remember him. He was just arrested the day before. So they call the cops again. And he's told, okay, you're going to get a trespassing charge. Stay away from the store. Stay away. The next day after that, I'm like, why are you doing this? No reason. No, just felt like it. Just just, they don't want to follow anybody's rules basically they there are no rules for them the rules are whatever i want and they'll kill somebody that's in their way the psychopaths this is the story back to the story now um these psychopaths will kill somebody just because they have something i want um there was one story recently where this guy um you know, had gotten into an argument and didn't have any way to get home. So he's walking home and he sees this woman unloading her groceries from her car. 
So he forces his way into her house. She's an elderly lady. He kills her, takes a car. And the reason is she just happened to be there. Um, no other reason. He wasn't mad. He didn't hate her. He didn't even know her. Um, and she just had something he wanted at that moment. So there. Um, and I've, I've seen stories where people will, uh, in the signs of a psychopath, will kill a mm. family member. And, and they're like, you killed your mother and your sister. Why? Why'd you do that? Um, they wouldn't let me play video games and I wanted to. <laughs> You're like, what? What? How does that make sense? But yeah. see, it does to them because, first of all, they have no emotional connection to people. And so when the cops are saying, why did you do this? Were, were you mad? Did you? They're like feeding them the answers then, you know. And, yeah, I was mad. Yeah, they, they wouldn't let me do this. And uh, yeah, my mom used to yell at me and call me stupid. And, and they're making stuff up just because the cops don't understand that, no, this is a psychopath and they have no reason. So they're just going to try to make it whatever reason you're telling them, you know, did one time they were like, did this guy come on to you sexually or something? Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. He came on to be sexually. It made me mad. And so uh, in a spur of the moment, I killed him, but you end up finding out, no, it was just, this guy had something he wanted. So he just, just killed him. And sometimes it's not even something they want. Um, sometimes it's just, I'm bored. I got nothing else to do. So why not? So, um, anyway, the show is really interesting because not only do they show real scenes of the interviews with the cops and the psychopath, but they get three different psychiatrists to get on and talk and show you in the interview kind of what the, the sociopath, psychopath is thinking and how they're trying to manipulate the cops and how they're trying to lead the discussion because pretty much it's all about them. To them, it's all about them. And, um, you know, am I, one of them was like, um, am I going to be able to go home tonight? <laughs> I'm like, you killed three people. No, you, yeah. you, you know, you're going to be under arrest. And they're like, oh, but I can probably get out tomorrow, right? No, that's that's not good. It, like, it's just all about them. No remorse, even if they killed a family member. Uh, no remorse. No, no, you know, upset. Just, oh, this is going to cut into my day. And um, the like I said, the psychiatrist. So it's interesting to me because I can tell right away. Yep. Now, a sociopath is not necessarily a psychopath sociopath could be a contributing member of society. And believe me, we've known some, uh, just famous people even, because they have no fear. They don't have empathy. They can be ruthless in business. And, yeah. you know, and, and some of these qualities, some top CEOs have. Yeah. But a psychopath is always a sociopath. So... It's just that one extra step, I guess, where they decide, no, no, I'm just, I'm not even going to fit into society. I'm going to make my own society. I'm going to do what I want, when I want, how I want, and nobody's going to tell me different. And um, yeah, so so it's an interesting show. And it's, to me, it's very insightful as to how sociopaths and psychopaths think. So um, I find it very interesting. What's the name of the show? signs of a psychopath hmm. you should check okay. it out you should check it out i mean even just watch one because it's interesting not just 
what they do, but how they do it sometimes, why it happened. And I love that the psychiatrists are not fooled. You know, they're like, see where he's doing this. And, you know, they had one girl who uh, she killed her boyfriend. She because he was breaking up with her and he was going on a date with someone else. Now, meanwhile, he had been trying to break up with her for months and she just kept harassing him and stalking him. Mm-hmm. And um, so she ends up going to his apartment because she finds out he's going to date Miss Ohio or something. Nice. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she she picks up a gun that he had and she shoots him while he's sitting down at the table talking to her. But she tries to spin it that um, uh, he was uh, he was abusive. He was mm-hmm. he was trying to, you know, uh, hurt me. And I grabbed the gun and it went off. And they show, okay, the whole scene of the actual crime. There's there's no signs of any kind of fight. There's yeah. no there's no marks on her. There's no proof that he ever did anything. And in fact, you end up finding out that she's the one that was she one day she sent him 175 texts in one day about why he didn't want her. When are they gonna get back together? You know, why won't he date her? Why was he isn't he answering his phone? He but, should have um, responded, see above. <laughs> so so the psychiatrists are like okay now see here she's talking to this police woman and she feels like she can manipulate the police woman by acting like she's an abused person she's an abused girlfriend but as soon as that female leaves and a male comes in and sits down suddenly Mm -hmm. she's she's not feeling as comfortable with him she doesn't feel like she's able to manipulate him as well so she asks the guy, can you have that female deputy come back in? Uh, I want to talk to her. A- mm-hmm. And the psychiatrist is like, see how she's trying to maneuver the story. She's trying yeah. to, to put her self-defense up there right away because she figures if they just know and believe what I'm saying, then they'll let me go. And they're used to talking their way out of stuff. And so, you know, they're, they're used to being able to fool people. So I find that part really interesting, the psychological stuff and the psychiatrists and listening to some of their things. But um, anyway, interesting. I don't understand how some of them think they're going to get away with it. I mean, I okay, I, I kind of get her mm-hmm. idea because she's like, well, it's just me and him and he's dead. <laughs> right. And That's exactly right. He can't woman, say anything. And like, yeah. Of course, they're going to believe me because I'll be like, no, I thought my life was in danger. Right. Right. I was in fear of my life. And that's right. they, they use that. And they're like, uh, you know, I was in fear of my life. And so, you know, it wasn't murder. It was self-defense. So you should let me go. But well, I, um, I, I heard this other story uh, mm-hmm. where a woman went away with her husband mm-hmm. and she killed him. She was having an affair. She wanted out. Uh-huh. And uh, he had taken her away because he was trying to make the marriage work. So they uh-huh. they went away for like a romantic weekend getaway. Uh-huh. And then she killed him while they were away. She tried to make it look like he died in a fire. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, but then her friends came forward and they were like, oh, she's been talking about killing him for a while. She's always yeah. like, I got to kill him. I got to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, did none of you think to report this? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, like if I had a friend who was constantly going, I want to kill my husband. I think I go, you know, 
I think we got to tell somebody about this. Okay, but wouldn't you, if if they're a sociopath, though, they yeah. can make it seem like a joke. Like, oh, yeah. I could just kill him. Oh, he's he's just well, on my nerves. I could just kill him. I'm guessing that's just what people thought. They just were like, yeah. well, she was just joking yeah. around. Because they think they know that person. And, and no, he, they would never really do When he died, that. Yeah. they then came like, forward Uh-oh. and were like, well, you yeah. know, she's been talking about killing him for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So then the cops are like, okay, we need to look into this a little bit deeper. Yeah. I think the ones to really watch out for are the yeah. ones who don't talk about it and just do it. Um, right. You know, people, I saw one where this guy um, killed his wife with um, a slow acting poison. Yeah. So she, you know, he, he thought she would just get sick. Um, go to the hospital. They wouldn't be able to find the drug in her system because they don't usually test for that particular drug. And then he'd have the body cremated and then, you know, wham, bam. uh, Thank you, ma'am. So, but what ended up happening was she didn't die. She just got sick and sick and sick. And so he would feed her more the next time thinking, okay, well, that dose didn't kill her. Let me give her this extra dose. And what ends up happening is she has such strange symptoms of illness that they end up bringing a toxicologist in and he finds that particular drug and says, okay, this is a thousand times more than what would kill somebody. I I don't know how this woman is still living. I think she just Mm -hmm. didn't want to let go, but um, yeah. So you find out that this guy that she was married to was cheating on her and decided he had enough and you know he didn't want to divorce her and lose half his stuff and he also didn't want to be the bad guy so but but to me i'm thinking how can you poison someone and watch them suffer over days and weeks and think that's you know well no problem she's going to kick off anytime uh to me i'm like I just don't understand that. It, you know, they must be a sociopath because they have no emotion towards this. At one point, they must have loved this person if they married her and ha- they had a kid together. He must have loved her at some point, you would think. And then to watch her be that ill and and know that it's because he's poisoning her. I I don't know. I'm just like, well, Looks yeah. Like- that's a sociopath. <laughs> Where they were like watching TV and she was like complaining. He's like, listen, you need some more of your poison pills? <laughs> Let me make you a cocktail and uh, no, here but, you, you know, go. Drink up, baby. One of the things they found out was that he would make her a little breakfast sandwich every morning and bring it to her in bed. Like, wasn't that a nice thing for a husband to do breakfast in bed? And then as she got sick, of course, you know, he would make her food that she could eat. You know, because she she had stomach. Yep. And and she says Uh, later on when they found out um, what what had happened, she said to to the, um, you know, people interviewing her, you know, one time my two year old climbed up on the bed and wanted a bite of my sandwich. And my husband said, no, don't let him have a bite. And she said, at the time, I thought that was strange. But, you know, I just kind (laughs) of. Yeah. I'm thinking he didn't want to kill the kid. That's why he said, no, don't let him have it. But um, I like that she was so sick, but she was still able to eat breakfast in the morning. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, he'd be like, honey, have a little bit, you know, a little bit. And that's what he was putting the poison in. Is it true now that she can't look at an egg McMuffin without getting physically <laughs> ill? PTSD? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't oh, know bad. why 
I don't know why these guys do that stuff instead of just getting a divorce. Let them have half the shit. It's better than having nothing and being in prison. That's yeah, that's what ends up happening with this guy. He ends up with nothing. He's in prison for life. His kid grows up without knowing him because, you know, why would you want to bring your kid to visit your poisoner? And um, you know, they end up with nothing. So Yeah, I don't stupid. I don't get it. So that's my my review is signs yeah. of a psychopath. It, at least catch one, it might interest you. And you watch um, a lot of those shows though. You know? I do. I do. I I realize I'm watching too much when I start wondering when my neighbors are going to try to kill me. But um, <laughs> then I'm like, hmm, the neighbor hasn't tried to kill me yet. Um, or or they, they say hi, and I'm thinking, yeah, what do they want? But yeah, they um, come over and they're like, who wants pancakes? <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> We made your breakfast sandwich. But one of the reasons why I do is I'm always interested in how these people get caught. What did they do wrong? Almost like a detective. And, and, you know, like, okay, I can tell you a lot of times I see a story on TV. Mm-hmm. I'll know from the beginning who did it, who's, who's the murderer, you know, and right. the cops are like, well, we interviewed the boyfriend. And we, first of all, if you have a fight and they walk out in the middle of the night with no purse and no car keys and no ID, you killed them, okay? There's there's yeah. no way she walked away in anger in the middle of the night and didn't take anything. So so get past that right there. And um, um, you know, I'm like, obviously the husband did it. Obviously, it, this wasn't yeah. some random stranger that came and you know dragged her out of the house and killed her. He did it. But um, yeah, some of them are so. I, I just like being the detective and figuring it out. Who did it? Why they did it? If they had a reason. And how they were caught, you know, what what made the cops finally, because sometimes it's a cold case. It's like years and years later that I'll watch a show that, you know, they're like, oh, that's who did it. We finally found out that was it was him all along, you know. But, um, yeah, so so that's why I do watch a lot of them. Um, I'm trying not to watch as many because, yeah, my my neighbors might kill me. But, um, yeah, so that's my review. Okay. And let's see. I have a mini rant, I think. What was I going to rant about? I was going to... Okay, now I'm trying to think. Uh, Well, I have a rant, but... Okay, let me hear yours. So, I want to rant a little bit about um, companies, and uh, uh, I don't know if they're considered middle management, but people that... So years ago, I, I remember I, I had this one job training where they said, you know, the best way to get promoted is train someone to do your job. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't really agree with because I feel like if you train someone to do your job, the company's going to be like, what do we need you for now? Right. We, we can <laughs> we pay them less. Can, right. We could get <laughs> someone that can already do your job. Yeah. But I, I noticed that people get promoted into these positions where they're, they sort of they get promoted up the chain mm-hmm. and then maybe not in the big corporations but in the smaller companies ones that i've worked for there's only so far they can go up right so unless they kill off the owner or the ceo <laughs> they're they're kind of stuck at a certain point so now they have to justify their existence right yeah so they kind of go around and they're always trying to find ways to improve things like yeah. they're like uh we have some suggestions on how to change how we do things, kind of yeah. speed it up. 
Yep, speed it up or market it better. Make it more efficient. Yeah. Like, well, everything's been working fine the way it is. Well, no, no, no. We're going to just try this. Because really, all they're doing is sitting around going, okay, we got to figure out, we got to make ourselves valuable here. We're we're over these people. They're doing the work. Right. And the ones above us are the owners or the CEO or, you know, the board, whatever. Yeah. So they're at this point of in between. So now they are trying to find reasons to sort of, be kept on because yep. yeah. they've been promoted up to the uh, out of the workforce and now right. they're management. Right. So they're constantly. I, I work for this company. They're great, but they're mm. always doing these things like let's have a little game. Let's uh, let's play a little Zoom game with the, the yeah. departments. We'll get them together. I'm like, yeah. What? We have work to do. <laughs> yep. I'm busy. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it it's not like this counts as work. I mean, it does. I right. do get paid for it, but at but the same still, time, I still have to get my work done. So now right. I got to work later to get right. my shit done because right. you want us to play a game of charades online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll schedule these like these parties, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you know, it'd be nice if you came. Well, I don't yeah. want to. It's my day off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't exactly. I don't have anything in common with the rest of you other than work, and I don't want to talk about work on my day off. Yeah. So, yeah. But they're always doing like these little sort of interdepartment um, games or yeah. department get-togethers, and then yeah. they also have a big holiday party where they spend tens of thousands of dollars on it. Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking, I would have just rather had a Christmas bonus. Yeah, just give me the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like my company, they they have they they have a big party every year. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of January because they don't want to conflict with people going away for Christmas or having family over. Right. So they do it in January. And then they do it at a hotel. They have a big dinner and you're supposed to get dressed up, except the company has grown to the point now where you can't bring a date anymore. You, so right. you have to go by yourself because yeah. if everyone brought a date, it would be huge. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. used to be when it was only 50, 60 people, it, yeah. would, it was no no big thing. But now that they have over 300 employees. Yeah. That's you a can't lot. bring a date, so you got to sure. go by yourself. Yeah. But they fly people from out of state in for That's the party. Crazy. That's crazy. Now, if you live in state yeah. and you want to go to the party, well, you're expected to drive into the city to go to the party. Right. And for some and people, the, that's probably a long drive, you know, through a yeah, lot of traffic. It's, it's the middle yeah. of January. It's cold. Yeah. I got to put on a suit. I got to go to this party. The food's not that great. It's expensive, but it's not that great. Right. It's hotel food. It's just, you know. Right. The weather might be bad, you know. They play the music way too loud. And then they they get up and they make speeches about how great we are and how great we're doing and how we're a big family and blah, blah, blah. The whole time you're just like, I just want to get out of here and go home and watch Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. Be with my girlfriend. The people from out of state basically get a weekend away because they they get them a plane ticket. Yeah. They get them an Uber from the airport to the hotel. They get them a hotel for two nights. Nice. Uber back to the airport. Uh-huh. And a flight home. So they get a weekend away if you live out of state, which is kind of right. nice. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. But still, I, I can understand. I would, I'm the same way. I think I'm not very social with that. Yeah. Um, I had, I worked for a company years ago that um, we were having a big team meeting at a central point in the United States. And yeah. they did fly us all there for that team meeting. And um, I went and the first night they said, okay, we're going to do this group thing. We're going to, after dinner, we're going to go out and um, we're going to go to, I think it was Dave and Buster's at the time. And we're going to all go to Dave and Buster's. And 
I was just like, okay, I don't play video games. I don't really want to go. This is not going to be a fun activity for me. Why do I have to go? And my boss was like, well, this is mandatory. You got to come. So I go, I'm just sitting there drinking at the bar, (laughs) you know, trying to, trying to like spend my time for the two, three hours that we're going to be there. Same thing. I'd rather be back at the hotel, just chilling, getting room service, watching some TV, but I got to be there and pretend like uh, I'm having a decent time because they went out of their way to, you know, rent Dave and Buster's for everybody. But yeah. I'm like, why? I don't want to do this. So. Well, my company had this thing where um, every quarter now they've been doing this thing where the departments, each department has to present something um, that corresponds to whatever that quarter's theme is, like uh-huh. sense of urgency or uh-huh. teamwork or whatever, right? Uh-huh. And it's a it's a mandatory meeting every quarter. Yeah. Through Zoom. And they gotta present something. What what do yeah. they present? Well, you just think of an instance. You're like, okay, what what's a time in the last quarter of the year where we um where we had to come through for a client or we right. you know we all work together to to oh. um, make this project happen or whatever. Uh huh. And, and then they they tell you all about it. Do they give you a slideshow yeah. and stuff too? No, well, yeah, a little bit, but yeah. basically, it's just whoever the person is that's presenting yeah. has it written out and are reading it, and they're, <laughs> as a coworker said, it sounds like sixth grade book reports. Yeah, the way they're reading because they're like, yeah. so knowing that time was limited, I went to, and it's like they're just, <laughs> and you yeah. kind of tune out after a while because no one's talking naturally; they're just reading off this paper where they, right. they they're, they're all nervous. Nobody yeah. really wants to like talk in front of everybody else. Sure. So they're just reading; they're just reading this paper. Uh-huh. And tell them about this incident that they did, or where they came through for somebody, or they or they relied on someone else to help. Uh-huh. And the whole time, I'm just thinking, like, I I just want to get my work done and, and clock out for the day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we doing it? Like, why are we being forced to do this, um, uh, like forced togetherness yeah. activities? We're all family. We're all well, here because of a paycheck. If we weren't getting paid, we wouldn't be yeah. doing this job, right? Well, some people, I don't know, some people live for that stuff. You know, I used to work at this one place. I worked a lot of different places. I used to work at this one place where we would start work in the morning. I think it was like eight o'clock. And this one woman would come in every day late. She would come in five, 10 minutes late, which is, you know, uh-huh. okay, not a big deal. But before she sat down at her desk to start working, she would visit every single person in in their cube. You know, I I think we were all on the same floor and you could hear the other things. And she would go from office to office to chat like, hi, how you doing? And she'd be drinking her coffee. Oh, did you get that new car, you know, that you were thinking of and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And and she would come to my office and I would just keep working. (laughs) She would stand at my door and try and talk to me. And I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah. Because I'm working, I'm busy. I, I don't want to take time to sit and chat to you about stupid bullshit. You're not my friend. I don't yeah. see you after work. I don't care if you just bought a new van that had sliding doors, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I thought, why do they let her get away with this? But sure enough, they didn't, they didn't say anything to her. She did this every day. 
but you know, some people are just, they need that, you know, let me talk to everybody and hear everybody's life story, you know? And then they go and they do like work for an hour and then they go to lunch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then they're like, man, I need a raise. I need a promotion. And you're like, what? I did all your work for you. Cause you weren't here. I just think like we used to have this thing where you could uh, recognize a coworker. Yeah. Um, where you could sort of write up a little something and it would go out to everybody going, Hey, so-and-so did a great job on this. Blah, blah. Yeah. And I thought that did tremendous. I like, that was great. Yeah. All this other stuff where we're all getting together and we all got to sort of like tutor horns and talk yeah. about how great everyone is. And yeah. We love working here and we're a family. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, yeah. why are you forcing us to do it? Yeah, I don't understand. It's just a job. I'm not going to inherit the company one day. Well, none <laughs> of us are, to, really. They're trying to team build, get you to rely on each other, make friends, network. It's it's a family-owned business that yeah. kind of grew. It's uh, it's never going to be passed down to anybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The owner's kids are going to grow up and take over, I'm sure, one day. Yeah. Um, And as far as the, the, the Christmas party to throw, instead of spending all that money on it, just give us some extra money. Right. Right. Christmas bonus. Yeah, I agree. Like if they were announced, hey, you know what? Instead of doing a Christmas party this year, uh, everyone, you're going to get uh, $200. What do you would think like, would happen if they fantastic. made the company vote on it? Like, OK, who wants a Christmas party instead of just getting a bonus? Do you think everybody would say Christmas party or they'd say bonus? They'd say bonus. I think so, too, because, you know, you could use yeah. that extra money around Christmas. Right. I'd rather have the bonus. I don't want to be forced to go to some party where. Uh, you know, food's bad, and I don't want to talk to people. Right. Listen to a bunch of spe- speeches. Years ago, this is just reminding another story. Years ago, I worked for a retail store that was pretty small. It was like six of us, mm-hmm. and the store manager liked everybody to get together for dinner. Yeah. One night a month. Yeah. And we could bring our significant others. That's nice. We had to pay for ourselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh but she kind of like pushed it it was like hey let's do a let's do a dinner let's do it uh-huh. you know everyone and i remember talking to a co-worker and she's like you know i don't want to go out to dinner with my co-workers once a yeah. month yeah if i i if i want to go out to dinner with my husband i'll just go out to dinner i don't want to have yeah. to go and socialize and but yeah. the, the store manager was constantly pushing us like she wanted everyone yeah. to be friends yeah but, you know, I OK, so I worked for this other company where they did something similar, but they did it the right way. Our, yeah. our manager came and said, OK, on Friday, I'm going to take you all out to lunch and we're going to go. And and we did. We all went out together to lunch. We went to a nearby restaurant that she had reserved. She paid for everything. And, you know, we spent I think we were like, like there two hours so <laughs> just talking and, and eating and having a, a nice time because you don't have to pay. It's mm-hmm. taking up work day. And, you know, I, I like that. I don't mind that so much. You know, I wouldn't have normally gone out with all those people for lunch, but right. I don't mind if somebody else is paying, you know, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah, I, this other forced togetherness is crappy. Yeah. So I have another mini rant. Okay. What is customer it? service? When did customer service become such an issue? And I I'm I see both sides in a way, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the side of people. Um, okay. You know, growing up, it was the customer is always right. 
Um, you know, if, if the customer comes to you and says, listen, I bought this and it's broken, I want another one. You yeah. know, it was like, okay, I'm sorry. Here, here you go. You know, thanks. But you want a happy customer because they're going to come back. Um, this thing lately uh, with Wendy's, I don't know if you heard, right? No. Wendy's decided that they're going to raise their prices during their peak hours. So just during the peak hours, if you come there and they're, they're really crowded, you're going to pay more money for that hamburger. Okay. And I'm like, that is so ridiculous. You know, sometimes you only have an hour for lunch and you need to go and get something quick or whatever. And yeah. now you got to pay more, you know, why don't they do like the movie theaters used to do where, okay, you know, we don't get a lot of business at three o'clock in the afternoon. So why don't we make the prices cheaper then? And then more people will come two and three o'clock in the afternoon. You know, we'll get we'll get more money because there's still we're still going to have the people that come at lunchtime and dinner time, but we'll get more people saying, you know what, I, I don't mind getting a dollar hamburger or whatever. Um, so there was such backlash that Wendy's turned around and said, oh, oh, no, we're not going to raise prices. What we're going to do is we are going to cut prices during the off hours. That's what we're going to do now. But okay. it was just because they had such a bad backlash when they announced they were going to raise the prices. But here's okay. what I'm thinking. They're, they're not really going to lower prices. They're not. What they're going to do is they're going to raise all their prices and, and they're going to do it when we're not watching. One day right. you're going to go and they're going to say, you know, hamburger is no longer a dollar. It's now three dollars. You know, too bad. So sad. But right. if you come at two, three o'clock, it's only a dollar fifty. So so that's what they're going to do. They're going to say, yeah, but you're paying the same amount that you paid last year. You're going to pay next year because. You know, they're they're trying to trick you that, oh, we lowered the price. No, they didn't. They still want to make that money. They just raised all their prices instead of instead of letting you know that that's what they were doing, that, oh, you know, we're when we're busy, we're going to make more money. Um, they did it sneaky. But, um, you know, a, a person like I went to McDonald's one day and I ordered um, an egg and cheese biscuit. OK, okay. So, you know, I pulled to drive away and I realized that there's egg, there's no cheese. And, you know, okay, not that big a deal, except that the biscuit is very dry and hard to eat without that cheese. It, it just, it chokes you. So I go back in and yeah. I say, you know, listen, um, you know, I came through the drive-thru, I ordered egg and cheese biscuit, you gave me this, um, you know, I, I want egg and cheese biscuit yeah. they were so nice about it and this is unusual they were so nice about it. they were like oh we're so sorry they gave me the biscuit they said do you want some hash browns for free i was like no, no. i don't need hash browns they're like well we're going to give you apple pie here you here you go so they <laughs> like gave me other stuff to like make it up to me that i had to go back in but yeah. in some places they're like well let me see the receipt where did you go when did you come through here um, you know, what did you order? Because, you know, you were charged for such and such, you know, why are you giving me the friggin' third degree? It's a biscuit, you know, right. just, just give it to me. But, um, <laughs> customer yeah. service is like, now they want to argue with you. You know, um, one time I used to go to this Wendy's, this was years ago around the block from me all the time. I was there all the time and I would 
get a bottle of water and along with uh, chicken nuggets or whatever. And yeah. um, almost every day my order was the same. So one day I realized I, I pulled away and I get home and I'm like, oh, they didn't give me my my water. You know, I pulled away. They hadn't given me the water. So the next day I go back and I say, listen, and, and water at the time was a dollar. I said, listen, I was here yesterday. I ordered a water. You didn't give it to me. Can I can I get my water? Well, where's the receipt? I'm like, it's a dollar. OK, you yeah. see me here every day ordering the water. You know, I'm not lying. Just give me that. They wouldn't do it. They yeah. They gave me such crap about it that I finally was like, okay, well, I'm never coming back here now. So you lost my business. And, you know, maybe as a company, they're like, well, we don't care. It's just one person, except that if that's your attitude in that store and in your company, if you have bad customer service, you're going to lose your customers. You know, I'm sure Wendy's had a big backlash because people were like, well, if they're going to raise their prices, I'll go to McDonald's or I'll go to Burger King. You know, I mean, hamburgers, hamburger. So I'm my rant is when when did customer service get so bad that now they want to argue with you about what you're trying to return or what you're complaining about, you know? Well when? it's it's kind of a two-sided thing because on the one hand, I agree with you that a lot of times people work in that just they just don't care. They're mm-hmm. making minimum wage. It's not their company. They don't right. they don't care. Right. But at the same time, you're like, well, then why are you putting up such a fight about it? Just give it to me. It's not like you're not sitting in the back eating hamburgers for free. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, but also, sometimes people take shit out on the person working the counter when they have nothing to do with it. Like they'll. Yeah. They'll complain about the like you're saying about them raising the prices. Right. Uh, you know. Surely working the counter is not right. the reason why Wendy's is raising the price. Exactly. You, I, you can bet that people are going to go in there and like take it out on her. Yeah. So yeah, that's you right. might come in all nice going, hey, I didn't get this. Yeah. Yeah. But the person before you might have been like tossing a soda out of her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which okay, you can well, see all that right. shit online, right? Yeah. I, I do <laughs> see it where people Although are I saw like... one where they tossed a drink and the girl jumped across the counter at her. And I was like, yeah, all right, there you go. That's good. Now, now it's not, right? Yeah, I saw one uh, where they were arguing about you didn't give me enough ketchup packets and and pretty soon they wanted to pull out a gun yeah. at the customer. And and the woman just closes the the little window at the drive-through and goes in the back room, you know? But um yeah, no, I understand uh, and I understand people are taking their frustration out on the on people who don't deserve it. Yeah. But I also think management a lot of times is responsible for some of that, you know. If if I yeah. say to my my workers, listen, if you got a difficult customer, call me right away. I'll I'll come right. and take care of it because I'm I'm concerned about the customer service. Don't don't stand there and argue with them. Don't make them show that you know the, where's your receipt for that cheeseburger. Just call me. I'll come and make it right. And um, you know, but but a lot of times what happens is you're right. They don't care. It's it's not their restaurant. They're not making extra money. They don't need you there yelling at them, complaining about stupid crap that they have no control over. And um, yeah, I feel bad for those people. Actually, I I never treat them bad. I've I've been those people, <laughs> so I never treat them bad. Yeah, I mean I have too. So yeah, like I understand both both sides. And I've also I've worked a lot of retail. 
I agree with you. I, I've always kind of gone with the, the, you know, if it doesn't hurt us to just give it to them, give it to them because then right. they'll keep coming back. But I've also yeah. seen some customers come in and try to. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. So I worked at a, a store, a spice store, let's say. Uh-huh. We sold cooking spices. Uh-huh. And the company would send out these free coupons. And there was this one woman, they didn't have on the coupon one per customer. Uh-huh. So she'd go around and collect it from all her friends mm-hmm. and come in with like a stack of them mm-hmm. to get this free item. Yeah. And for a while, we just gave it to her. But eventually, they got to the point where they're like, okay, look, we can't just keep giving her 10 of the same items. I mean, so yeah. they started putting on there one per person. And, yeah. and then she got mad. But it's like, what are you doing with it? What are you? Yeah. She's probably selling it. <laughs> She's probably what are you reselling doing with, it. With 10 jars of oregano. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Maybe she's a big cook. You know, no, but yeah. She, she, she just wanted it because it was free. And yeah. she just was like, oh, it's free. Well, give it to me. Yeah, I, I know. I, I I believe it. Some people just like the freebies. They're like, I'm not coming here again, but I know you got uh, you got this that you're giving out for free. So, yeah, let me get 20 of them, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do that when I go to like, you know, when you go to the dentist or the dermatologist or something, they got free products, sample products for you to test out. Like, I'll yeah. grab a handful of them. I'm oh, like, sure. oh, let me try, you know. Especially if it's a product I like. Now, if it's something, you know, if it's like dental floss or something, I'm not going to grab a whole bunch of them because I don't care. But if it's like crust toothpaste or something, I'm like, ooh, okay, you know. But they can write that off, you know. They can write that off on their business. A lot of that's free stuff they got anyway to give out, right? Exactly. The gives it to them to sort of pass on. So mm-hmm. I don't really feel bad about that. I mean, my asthma doctor will sometimes give me free samples of medicine. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not costing him anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing is, um, okay, so this this brings me up to stores that get robbed, okay? Okay. So kind of the same thing. These people are working probably minimum wage. It's not their money. Um, You know, you're going to come in and rob the place. They just give them the money. Right. You're not, it's not out of your pocket unless it's your family-owned store. You should have insurance anyway. But it's not your money. Why fight with them? I, I see these things where, um, you know, oh, Joe Schmo, um, you know, foiled a robbery. He he beat up the, the robber and the guy had a gun. I'm thinking, is it worth losing your life for 200 bucks? Just give them the money. Bye. Yeah. Right. Cops and now there's get... cameras everywhere. So that right. they, it's already being recorded. So exactly. Yeah, you're right. And you're insured. So, yeah, just give them the money. I, it's just not it's not money. worth it either for that small amount of money. Yeah. 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 Even if it's a thousand dollars, is it worth a thousand dollars for you to lose your life over it? No, just just give it to them. And a lot of times I see the other way. I'm like, is it worth, you know, 10 years in jail to you to get 200 bucks <laughs> or a thousand dollars? Really? You know, think this through. Think this through, buddy. You know, <laughs> How much is this really worth to you? Because eventually you're going to get caught. Even if you don't get caught this time, you're, you're going to do it again and you're going to get caught and you're going to spend jail time. Is it? Well, yeah, it they always it? eventually get caught. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, even if it's 50,000, no, no store's got 50,000, but even if it's 50,000 and you, you get like 20 years for having armed robbery or something, 
was 20 years worth 50,000? Like break that down into how much you were making each year. You you could have got a minimum wage job and made 10 times that, you know? Well, having been locked up with guys who did get locked up for yeah. such things. No, I could tell you, they did not think it was worth it. No. Yeah. Um, they, uh, yeah, you're right. They would do a couple of jobs, they'd get away with it, and then mm-hmm. they'd run out of money and they'd go, oh, let's go do the job again. Yeah. And then they go out and then this time they get caught. Yeah. And then they're sitting in prison for years. Yeah. And yeah, I, I never spoke to one of them that said, yeah, it was worth it. I know. And, you know, it, the, you know, when they interview these people, they're like, oh, my family was hungry. I did it for my family. No, you didn't. You know, yeah. your family was hungry. Well, they're really hungry now. You're in jail. Well, how are they living? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's it's not about that. It's about yeah. just getting the quick cash to get a yeah. little bit of a thrill out of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, the funny thing is, that money spends faster because yeah, I knew a guy years ago who uh, was a bank robber. And this was back during the time when banks had a lot of money on hand. Yeah. You know, nowadays they don't have a lot of cash on hand. True. A lot of stores don't either because a lot of people aren't using cash anymore. Credit. Yeah. Credit cards. But back in the seventies and eighties, you could still mm-hmm. be a bank robber and, and <laughs> yeah. be successful at it. Yep. And his thing was that he would, steal the money uh-huh. and spend the money faster because it was just like oh well this is the money i work for this is i might as well spend this and then right. go out and be like oh that, that looks like a nice pair of shoes i'll buy those and I'll, yeah. I'll buy that car and yeah and then he'd run out of the money real quick and it's like i gotta get more money right <laughs> i can't keep up this lifestyle i have now <laughs> and, it's, and if it was easy for him the first time they're like well i'll just do it again i, I got away with it i could right. get away with it again but you're right. right. And then eventually, yeah, yeah you get caught. caught. Um, yeah. And it's, it's all over. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and not no, one person said that they it. it was worth it, right? No, never yeah. did. Yeah, see? That's what I think. That's And that's why I also say just, just give them the money because they're going to get caught eventually. And why put your life on the line for, for just piddly dollars? They're, they're going to be going to jail. Don't don't worry about that. But um. Yeah. So, so go, on, go, go back to the fast food rant for a minute. Yep. I, I just have a quick question. Whatever yes. happened to the dollar menu? Because it used to be the dollar menu was pretty right. like full, right? Now it's right. like the dollar menu is like two things. It's yeah. like, yeah, you go up there and it's like half a burrito and uh, a Dixie <laughs> yep. cup full of water is yep. the dollar menu now. Like whatever happened to the dollar menu? Yeah. No. Um, Nothing. You can't get anything for a dollar now. You can't. You, you can't even buy gum for a dollar. You can't even buy gum for a dollar. Nothing's a dollar. Nothing. So it's ridiculous. I don't know. Um, Yeah, they, I don't know. Companies are getting greedy, you know, because let's face it, McDonald's and Wendy's, they could have like dollar Tuesday and still get a lot of money. They're they're still going to be getting their million dollar bonuses next year, you know, the CEOs and stuff. But um, I find it hard to believe that one of their standard hamburgers Mm-hmm. has more than a dollar's worth of ingredients yeah <laughs> so they, they probably got it for five for cents each they probably they probably they they must have so much of it they probably cost them five cents each you know yeah all right so does that end the rant that ends the my rant yes okay. <laughs> sorry i i had to interrupt but i was just thinking about that no that's menu. okay that, yeah uh, i agree all right well let's wrap up another one huh mm-hmm
Okay, so this has been another episode of Dumb Stupid Talking with me, your host, Lucas Shea, and of course, my sister and co-host, Devin Shea.